What's going on, guys? I am Mike, and you are listening to the Record High Podcast. Our goal with preaching every single week, week in and week out, is not only to share some of our different business and personal experiences, but to also teach you the practices that help both Nathan and I successfully grow multiple businesses. Ultimately, along the way, we changed our mindsets in order to fully command every aspect of your life. We are constantly reaching towards setting record highs in all aspects of life. It's time now to grow, not just your business, but your personal life, your mental toughness, your physical abilities, your relationships, and every single day-to-day interaction or decision you make. In this week's episode, we discuss the U.S. Navy SEALs and how aspects of their mindset, practices, and just overall ability to complete any mission without blinking an eye, and how that can be incorporated into your life in order to level up. Enjoy. (laughs) Right? All right, what's up, Nate? How you doing today? Doing good, man, doing good. Good to be back. It's good to be back week week five here. I'm excited. I can't believe it's already been five, but... Dude, it's been like seven weeks. We fucked up on one week. Right? That didn't make it in there. I think we have five up on there. I think this one's seven, man. We just didn't upload the other one, and I think we skipped two weeks. If anything, we're at like nine, right? But, yeah, it feels like it. But that was a good guess. Which What did you say, five? It's five. All right, so close this enough. Be number five. It's really nine. <laughs> no, no, we've got five uploaded, don't we, or just four? Four, this will be five. Oh, we only have four uploaded? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, maybe I was wrong. Well, once once we're at twenty, this will seem like it was nothing. Oh, yeah, that'll add up real quick. But I'm excited. We have uh, we got we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Oh yeah, dude. This is one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, I remember I remember you doing this one, and I was oh, yeah. like, and oh, I was yeah. like, well, because we listened to uh, that. What was that? Whatever that book was by um, by the Navy SEAL guy, and the stuff he talked about in that. And then I think you had this intense. very shortly after, and I was just oh yeah, all into it. Oh yeah, yeah, Super I love this stuff. You're gonna hand it over to me? What, you just want me to take? Well, Dude, are we gonna I, do a story? Yeah, yeah I have you to. Some news? Okay, I have to, yeah. Well, this isn't really news, it's just more of like a, you know what, uh, <laughs> you know one of those like 140 like uh, Twitter, like it's just a tweet, right? And so, but they, it's so, it's so funny, I, I have to share it. So, I'm actually excited. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I, I, I'm just praying that I don't butcher it. At this point, if everybody here doesn't laugh their asses off, it's 100% my fault because the content is amazing. So I've got 140 characters here. I'm going to have it. It's so funny. So I read it. I was up at like, oh gosh, it was about 426 that I was up and going through. And I don't even know how this came out. I don't even know how I came across this, um, but I came across it. And I read it and I could, I was laughing so hard because I, you know what, I, I stay in bed for the first little while and I'll go through everything on my phone, kind of, you know, I just go over the businesses, mm-hmm. see all the emails, text messages, all of that stuff because I go to bed early. Lots of people text me after I go to bed. Um, and dude, I couldn't stop laughing so much that I woke Chrissy up, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, I just, I'm not even trying to hold it. It's so hilarious. So I'm building this up. If I get up. It's totally my fault, but we're gonna post this. We're gonna post this on social media. Uh, most likely, why uh, I'm doing this. If you don't want me to fuck it up, pause it, and then uh, this will be on there. So it'll be on social media by today. Uh, go and look at it. You'll laugh your ass off for everybody not on there. Here it is. I'm gonna do my best thing. So there's. 
there's this guy and he works at a he's working at a store right now so just okay. give some context so he works at a store like a retail store uh, like a retail store okay. and uh and he's he was just you know minding his business in an aisle and, and then he and this is what he said he's like I just watched a woman drink laundry detergent at work today. Oh, God. Oh, it gets better. He says, bottle to mouth. So, just in case you thought there was another way that you could drink laundry detergent, she wasn't sucking up straw. She literally bottled mouth. He said, in the aisle. He says, I said nothing. But when we made eye contact, she just gasped and was like, I'm going to buy it. His response was, bitch, I'm not worried about you buying it. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right? So this lady is drinking laundry detergent. Obviously, he's not hiding his face, right? That's more than he can bear. And then, so she thinks he's he's mad because she's drinking. it? Yeah, he's like, bitch, I'm not worried about you buying it. Right? It's like you're fucking drinking laundry detergent. Yeah. Oh, dude, I I probably read this no less than twenty times. It is uh, this is literally the funniest tweet I've read all year. It was just some random guy. I don't oh, know what it is. I'm like, it's just one of those things that comes up where people find yeah, it okay. hilarious and then they pass it on. That's so, awesome. Dude, if you guys <laughs> didn't get a kick out of that, right? It's just funny. She gasped and was like, because he's, he's like, I didn't say anything, but then he made, he just did such a good job at explaining. He's like, that I made eye contact. Can you imagine being in that situation? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think he handled it. He handled it well. Yeah, but. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He could say anything, but. He's like, bitch, I'm not worried about you buying it. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, she uh, reminds, that reminds me, she needs to be on that show of those the weird habits that some people have. Like, there's the lady that eats toilet paper. Have you seen that? Have you dude, seen that? Dude, drinking laundry detergent is not a weird habit. <laughs> That's like that. You're you're like that's like deciding if you know what you don't decide if you're gonna like you try to commit suicide but you want a 50-50 chance if it works. That's like pulling the trigger and it like the bullet not firing. I mean, yeah. you drink laundry detergent, you're not going to make it right. So I don't I don't know what this lady maybe she was testing it or not. No toilet paper man, you'll be fine. Right? I didn't know this this lady is drinking poison. Oh gosh, that is, I, I can't help it. That is, that's, 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 that's pretty too funny. hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah, I had to share that. So that, that's the story of the morning. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, your weekend. Is this the first week since uh, we had a, you had actually a positive experience? You yeah, that was good. I actually you woke share up, something about that? Got, got to go to sleep uh, Sunday night and I, was, I wasn't pissed off and mad at everybody. Oh, so yeah, that was nice. I know that. Cardinals got their first win, so everybody can shut up. Now they can actually focus on uh, on building a team now. And stuff. I know that. there are some people are giving you a hard time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and the critics too, man. If you watch like sports yeah. and shit, it's like, yeah. oh, they're, after one game they lose, they they lose two games, and everyone's like, hey, it's gonna fail. Kingsbury sucks. Murray's never gonna be any good. It's just it sucks hearing all that shit. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that they just played an awful team. Right, yeah. So it's, it doesn't have anything to do with that. The person <laughs> that they played was just so happened to be zero and four as well. well. Well, the game was definitely sloppy. They were just a little bit sloppier. No, I was looking at it. I was trying to describe it to my wife. Imagine if you got two of the worst people at sports 
say if it's a baseball team and you figured out who the two worst people were and you got rid of everybody else, but then you allowed these two to like kind of play against each other in determining who's last spot. So the Cardinals aren't, I mean, this this wasn't a determination for a good spot. This this was who was going to be last place. Mm. Like, as long as you know yeah. that, what that okay. is. But it was a little scared there for a second. It was. That's when I text you and I'm like, it's happening. And <laughs> then they're going to win. And then, it, and then he started, and then it started to not happen like yeah. really quick. I'm like, oh no, right? I'm of course. When you sent that text, I was like, we got this in the bag. Yeah, like, no yeah of course. They're up by like two touchdowns with like 10 minutes left or something stupid, right? <laughs> Like it was like something awful would have to happen. So that's good news. All the Cardinal fans, congratulations. You know what was funny is right at that very moment too, I was watching with a buddy of mine and he's like, I got this really bad feeling. And I was yeah. like, don't, don't say it. Cause like, I kind of knew what he was going to say. Yeah. I was like, don't fucking say it. And he's yeah. like, I feel, I feel like they're going to come back. Well, well Dalton does come back at the end. <laughs> he's like Tom Brady he does better at the end of the game. Does he at the beginning? Yeah. And I think it's cause the defense starts tiring up and things like that. I, you know, I have my speculation, but yeah, it was a close one. Obviously the Patriots one as well, but you oh, think honestly. like, if you think beating somebody is, is good enough. So yeah, Cardinals beat somebody, but Patriots beat somebody and they, Hey, they're, they're growing. It's a rookie season. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be better. Patriots beat the team and then they fired the coach the same day. Right, so it's uh, you might be good, but are you good enough? Where when you beat a well, team, they, they fire their coach? When they fire them, it's like, did you expect to beat the Patriots, or like why did yeah, they yeah. fire them beforehand? No, that's a really weird one. You think like for one. him, like that would be that would be a little insult to injury. I'm like, that's the one you pick. Yeah. Like I, I would have probably picked another team. But like, hey, fire me after this next one, right? I'm sure he would have had a little yep. pitch, but. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's a good all-around week. Not good week for uh, the Browns. No. You watched the Browns game? I actually did. Dude, that was painful. Well, I watched it because I, I like watching the Browns because I, I want I want him to be successful, and it was really painful to watch for that reason. Because painful. It was yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just like I, I didn't even watch the rest of the game. That's I, I just out. It was just oh god. Well, I don't think the 49ers are going to keep it going. They're, what? Of course I, they are. I don't think they are. Yes, they have. They have the number one red zone defense of the entire NFL. Yeah, I know, but. I just don't think they can keep it up. Their quarterback has started 15 times, and he's won 13 out of 15 times. Yeah. What do you mean they're not going to keep it? They're well, not doing that by accident. They're not. They're they not. They beating. were not this team last year either. Well, of course they weren't the last team. You know when they, they when they when they do when they prove it at the end of the year and they make you know they win the NFC West, then I'll believe it. No, no, that that didn't happen by accident. They've got some really good. They got Bosa on there. Did you watch what Bosa was doing? He was that the was, number. That was his first good game of the season. Well, that was I mean, his first standout I mean, game. He comes from a good pedigree. He does. Right? You know what? He's the only one of like two families where the dad and the brother and and then they all play in the NFL yeah. besides they're the. They're impressive. And I wanted I actually wanted him on the Cardinals, but the only reason I didn't was because they're all kind of injury prone. It's the only bad thing about yeah. Well, Bosa, beasts, but Bosa did bad things to Mayfield. Yeah, he right? did. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Planet, planet. That was, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was doing bad things. No, no, that was not by accident. What happened, what happened to them was not by accident. That was, that was calculated, like hardcore. Like, they, the only people that didn't know what was going to happen was all of us, and then obviously nobody told the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Right? Nobody told the Browns. Mayfield seemed genuinely surprised that he was getting just destroyed. No, no. They have a great team. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I think they were one of the most underestimated teams out there. Mm-hmm. But then I saw the stat of the quarterback. I'm like, that's crazy. That's insane. Garoppolo. How do, how do we not know about that? How is nobody talking about this? This guy has literally started 15 games of his entire career, and he's won 13 of them. Yeah. And there were, well, a few of the first few were under Tom Brady. You remember, you know that, right? He played up. Yeah, yeah, he was the backup Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah so but he's, he, he was he was around him so long, I think it well, impacted him. Well, I mean, that's the whole entire thing that we pitched. 
Right? Isn't that your whole entire Surround pitch? yourself with success. And it's All right, is anybody surprised this motherfucker just I'm like not. sits on the bench for I don't even know how long, his whole entire career, right? And then finally there's like, hey, listen, he gets his chance and he's just been around them for so long. He just has all the great stuff. And then all of a sudden they go from the second worst team in the entire NFL that they're the one of the only two people that are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think that was by accident? No. Nope. No, that was not by accident. So, um, well, I mean, we're moving into, we're moving a pretty good one. This is probably one of my favorite ones. Right, and so uh, um, probably the toughest thing for everybody to do is everybody can do it when it's easy. We talk about this all the time. It, it, life doesn't start like if, if you want. If you want to convince me that that you're doing something special or that that you're doing something out of the ordinary or or you're or or you're accomplishing something that most people can't, I don't care what happens during the good times. Everybody can do that. Right? Everybody can do that. Um, like, I'll give you an example. This is how dumb it is to me when like somebody says, oh, well, I'm doing this, and I'm like, but they had no opposition. Everything's going great. Have you ever seen those videos where they're just trying to like help like an old person that used to play or a little kid like score a touchdown? Have you seen oh, that? Yeah, oh yeah. So they hike it, and then everybody and everyone's like pointing the right direction. Everybody pretends like they're playing. They do fake tackles and they're blocking, and then. And then that guy runs and they're all super happy. Yeah. Right? Somebody coming and telling me that that they should deserve a trophy or that I that I should congratulate them for succeeding in life is like me watching a video and you're that person that everybody's like pretending like it's real life, but it's not. Like that's that you that was all made up. That's not how life's gonna be. What how life's actually gonna be is the video, which is the same thing. Where this little kid, I'm not sure if you've seen it. So this little kid is obviously oh, fake. Yeah, okay. And he makes it pass, and he's about to make it an end zone. Then all of a sudden, the defensive person <laughs> lays him out. I have seen that. And then it's like life, right? That, I mean, that I want to know what happens when you are off your little fairy tale land, and someone lays you out. What mm-hmm. are you going to do next, right? Where are you going to pick yourself up? Um, what are you going to do then? So that's where we spend most of our time talking. And 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 so if you want to know what to do when it's all sunshine and rainbows or what Mike says, pony and rainbows. Ponies and rainbows. Yeah, so that's not a real thing. That, that's a Mike thing. So just, just as long as you know, right? I'm pony and rainbows. Uh, it, 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 that's, this is not the right place, right? You could just, I, everybody could do it in that time. My kid could run a touchdown if nobody was trying to tackle him. I got a five-year-old boy. I hand him, I hand him a football. He can run relatively quick. I mean, he's going to make it across the field. But if you tell me there's like a, like a 10-year-old that has has made it his life that that five-year-old's not going to get it. I promise he's not going to end up well. My, my five-year-old's going to get oh, yeah. tackled, right? He's not going to tackle. He wants his participation trophies, you know? Yeah, so we're, we're preparing for that. So I love, I love the situations, the people, um, groups, anybody that has spends a tremendous amount of time thinking about how to handle stressful situations, mm-hmm. how to handle times when it doesn't go well. Because those guys, they will come up with theories, ways of thinking, all the things that you need to know in order to handle those because that's what they do 100% of the time. Um, they're, they're just pros at it. So we might only be in stressful situations for a period of time and maybe we're just trying to survive, but we're really not trying to come up with you know, any revolutionary idea of how to handle that stressful situation. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is we, we find these people that, that their only choice is to learn how to deal with it and come up with like the standard and then take their thinking and apply it to our, our life. And if you do that, you can become just as awesome as them, just as if you wanted to buy a, like the, a new car. Someone will make the car for you. You just have to go get it and bring it back, right? Mm-hmm. So 
So um, it, this is we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about the Navy SEALs today, right? Um, these guys, I don't think there's anybody out there that's listening to this that won't say that these guys are probably pretty solid. Um, I, I think the stigma that's surrounded by Navy SEALs is undisputed, oh, yeah. right? These guys are solid. Next level. I mean, if anything, it would be pretty intimidating. They, I mean, they train their entire lives to kill somebody, to get something without somebody knowing, and and uh, at the at the same time, right? They they they're they're trying to kind of hold it in, but but in actuality, I mean, these guys, I mean, they're just. I mean, they're just killers, oh, yeah. right? They didn't become a Navy SEAL because they want to go be a humanitarian, right? Right? There's plenty of they, ways to be a humanitarian, and they will accomplish it no matter what. Sleep during the day, do missions at night. I mean, it's scary, right? If someone said a Navy SEAL was coming after me to kill me, Same you would not have to convince <laughs> me that I have a problem, right? Yeah. That would be enough, right? Yeah. That would be enough. What did I do? And so, so these guys are just in stressful situations. They think about it all the time. And, and what we want to do sometimes is start, start talking about that. We understand you guys are going to be in stressful situations. Uh, we talk, we're going to probably bring it up once a week, what to do during those times. So if this seems like there's a little disconnect, I was just saying something and all of a sudden I did say it. It's because Mike fucked something up. <laughs> All right, we we need a producer. It's not fucked up. It's good. We need a producer, right? This is just told me to stop talking. Yeah, I don't know what I was talking about, right? So um, we're gonna deal with stressful situations. And so Navy SEALs have this weird rule out there, and it's called the forty percent rule, right? Mike, before I start bringing this up, have you ever heard about that? Oh yeah. You'd be surprised how many people haven't heard of this. The Navy SEAL 40% rule. Um, and so we're gonna share that with you. And, and really what this is, is just to give you a capacity or to give you an idea of thinking what your capacity is to handle stress and, and, and mental fatigue and, and the challenges that are thrown at you. And so the idea around the 40% rule is as soon as you're ready to give up, um, uh, you're said, hey, I can't take anymore. This is the most I can take. I need to stop. My body is telling me to stop. My mind's telling exhausted. me to stop. I'm exhausted. I need to stop. They said you're only 40% done with what you're able to do. So your stress level is only at 40%. Your mental capacity is only at 40%. Your physical capacity is only at 40%. You're only doing 40% of what you should be able to do. So, and so that triggers when you feel you're at 100%. So they came up with this and they said, at the 40%, like everybody knows how to get to 40%. Everybody knows how to, how to you know what, fill up the tank to you know, feel like they wanna quit. Anybody can do that, right? So I'll give you an example. If you, this is how easy it is. If you wanna know what your capacity is to run, after you're done with this, or pause it, Get out of your car, wherever you're listening to it, in your house, go start running, right? Just do a couple circles around the block. Um, you will eventually find out your total. I promise, you're gonna find that that total. So, so Whether this it's happens. physical or mental, you're, yeah, gonna, you're gonna you, find you can, that stop. You can find that, right? Everybody, everybody has that. And so what we need to tell you is when you're ready to give up, like when you're ready to stop, you're actually at 40%. So we're gonna do some time talking about how to, how to start maximizing after the 40%. And it all has to do with what the way that you're mentally approaching things. And so these guys spend a crazy amount of time on after this 40%. And what they've realized is no matter what they do, 
whether whether they have good intentions or not, whether there's wars or not, whether they have done everything right or wrong, everything like that, no matter what, there's gonna be pain and suffering in these guys' life. They just have to accept that. So that's the first thing that everybody has to accept as well. It's like this, when we're talking about this Navy SEAL 40% rule, it's not gonna work if you think you don't have to suffer and there's gonna be pain in your life. So you gotta be just like them. You gotta accept crap's gonna hit the fan. I'm gonna suffer. It was crazy. I had a really hard, just a lot of work stuff and personal stuff got thrown on Thursday. It was crazy. Like everybody decided, I swear there was like a meeting, right? Like a everybody got together. How can you punish Nate? Have you ever, I just watched the movie, I forgot what it is, Uh, but they got together and they decided they're gonna make my life miserable. And they had a huddle and they talked about it and they clapped and then everybody took, picked their hour and then just started doing it, right? All the companies, there's problems that never come up, came up twice, Um, people I had to deal with, emotions, personalities, And, and then my wife had some complications in her surgery and it was insane. It was insane. I found myself at 10 o'clock at night sitting in the emergency room after an ambulance ride from the surgical center after probably the craziest work day there is going, what the But it, But about 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I realized what was happening. I realized what was Test happening. Day. At the beginning, I was in denial because the first couple things, I'm like, well, I'll just solve one or two. This is, this is not gonna be a tough day, right? This is gonna be a normal day. I'm just gonna tell you. But about 12 o'clock, I knew exactly what was happening. I knew what people were trying to do. Now, whether they were doing it on purpose or not, whether they knew whether they had a meeting or not, I knew what life was throwing at me. It was crazy. I was, I was talking to one of our employees that, that was going through this as well. He got to see that day. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. What I do is I don't shut down. I flip the switch where the shit's hitting the fan. Like I put myself in the mental capacity. Like I'm ready for this, right? So you recognize it, and then and then you 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 know you flip the switch, and then you you attack, right? Yeah, and then so now the problems come in. I already know what's happening, right? I already know I'm prepared. I the problems don't understand that I've been preparing for them my entire life. Like I, I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. I'm thinking I'm gonna wake up and people aren't gonna try to ruin my life. That's actually kind of saying if I'm having too good of a day during the day, I'm like, all right. When's it gonna happen? Who's, who's, <laughs> whose turn is it? Why hasn't it happened? Right? But I mean, it, it, it's gonna happen, right? And so I just know, but then I'm also ready for this. I'm not gonna shut down. It's not gonna get me. Everybody thinks it's gonna get me, but it's not gonna get me. And then I just tackle it. I just, okay, this is what happened. I know this is a stressful situation. Just as if I'm in a castle and I'm prepared for somebody to attack me. If the army shows up in front, I'm just not gonna go, oh, hey. It was a stressful situation and go hide in my bed. It's gonna be the same thing. Everybody get to your places. This is what we've been preparing for. So I need you guys to realize that you're a castle. You're on the wall. When the crap shows up, you're not supposed to get down and go get in your bed. We're gonna talk about what to do, right? That's what we're preparing for. And if you're lucky enough where there's not an army outside your gates, if there's lucky enough where nobody's trying to ruin your life, then that's that's an advantage, but not, not in any way what real life is gonna be. The better you get, the more you're gonna realize that people don't want you to have it. So these guys know, these guys know when they're gonna do something, somebody's gonna try to kill them. Do you think these terrorists that they're jumping into the house, you think they're all just like, oh, hey, you know what? You know what? We, there's, our, there's our prisoner, right? <laughs> they're going to have the lights on, and then there's a prisoner in the corner, and then they don't have AK-47s. Like, is anybody, like, as I'm saying this, everybody probably thinks that's pretty stupid. 
I mean, these Navy SEALs sleep during the day, literally sleep during the day because they do all their missions at night. They are planning on not only it not being daytime, but they're planning on on literally the terrorists not turning on the lights. Mm -hmm. Like they want it to be dark. Worst case scenario is they turn on the lights. These guys want it to be dark. I remember one of the books was talking about how the uh, terrorists popped out of the door and they didn't have night vision and they didn't realize they were standing right there. They could have totally shot him, but they didn't realize, mm-hmm. but he could see him as clear day because the night vision, he just popped him off. Yep. I'm like, I mean, they're understanding that not only is somebody going to come out, but that, that they have the opportunity to prepare for it. So mm-hmm. if, if you don't, if, if you don't understand or feel like why this is necessary, then you're lucky, but it doesn't give you the excuse not to do it. And so they like to fight at night. They understand these people are going to have guns. They understand they're not going to tell them where, where the hostages are at. They understand it's be a hostile experience so they set themselves up for that they say for the hardest i'm gonna be maxing myself out it's gonna be hard and i'm gonna suffer there's a quote out there that says success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm and so that's what we need to prepare you for the stressful times are not going to happen when everything goes well so these guys aren't necessarily stressed when they get there and everybody's where they are they just pop 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 Right, and they take it in actuality. It's probably not stressful. It's probably a, it's probably a rush. Mm-hmm. These people are killing people legally, and you know, there's probably a little. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's probably a little drama like going on, right? That's not. I, I don't think they're Navy SEALs because their uh, sensory connectors for pleasure are connecting, popping a terrorist off to the <laughs> negative side, right? Yeah. I, I'm guessing that's either neutral or maybe a little on the positive side. What they're stressed about is what happens when the first guy goes up to put the bomb on the door and someone unloads through the door and then they kill the first guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what the stressful situation, that's what these guys are preparing well, and, for. And, and to kind of tie that into to our everyday lives and you know everybody listening's lives, customers, you know, when you deal with those problems, like you were saying, everybody was hitting you at the same time. And uh, oh, absolutely. You know, one of the practices that, that we all do on a daily basis is, is that, you know, if you if you get slapped in the face out of nowhere from an angry client or, you know, a, a, a mad customer about something that you may or may not have done, most people just, you know, they shrink up and they're like, this isn't my fault and why are they doing yep. this to me? And they fall victim to it. Yep. Whereas, like you said, if you, if you, you know, you remain calm and you keep attacking that, then most of the time that person is, you know, they, they don't see that coming. And it of ends course. up solving the issue. You know, if you attack, kill them with kindness or whatever that is, in a sense. But, you know, show them that you're, it's not like you're not ready for it. You, you are ready for it. And you come back with something that they weren't expecting and it ends up solving the situation. Well, you're not prepared for, the, for a crappy situation or for the worst case scenario. Your only go-to is emotion. Mm-hmm. And they're emotional. Who's ever trying to make your life miserable, I promise you they're emotional. More so emotional too. So you need to not be emotional. You need to actually know what's going on. Uh, the same thing with competitors, right? If you have a guy that's you know taking your promotion or you feel is stopping you from being able to do what you want to do and there's you know people out there that, that, that it's just intimidating thinking that you have to go up against them. The, there's, the, the secret out there is that you need to wrap your head around is that they're, they have they're just as stressed. They have just as many problems. Um, if it's hard for you, it's hard for them. But they spent a lot of time thinking about if they're winning and if these guys have been successful, they spent a lot of time thinking of after the 40%. 
I need you walking around and saying that when someone says, oh, I can't take any more. You most certainly can, you're 40% full, right? So they've just figured out that they have that extra 60% and they figured out it's going to be activated in a very interesting way. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an example. Uh, have you ever seen Deadpool? I have. Now when this uh, man in a black suit was telling him he was gonna give him superpowers and all that and took him into this medical place and he was at the place where he was ready to get you know, cured. Um, do you think he might have been a little bit confused about how the superpowers are activated? Yep. Was he a little bit confused? A little bit. Yeah. I think <laughs> Ryan Reynolds wasn't told the entire story about how they activate the awesome gene. Um, and, and, and he eventually found out, mm-hmm. right? I, and, and that's what, uh, uh, what Ajax told him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make you suffer. There's going to be pain until this mutant gene activates. So I'm going to give you the formula. Then I'm going to cause a lot of stress. And, and I'm going to cause as much stress as needed to activate that. But eventually it's going to activate it and it's going to manifest in an amazing way. So if you feel like you have had a lot of stress... And your mutant gene of awesomeness hasn't activated, then you're missing something very important. Right. It's like why so, are you gonna freak out yet if you haven't? You well, know. no, no. There's a misconception out there that if you suffer, somebody is going to come and congratulate you and reward you for it. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is Deadpool style. You're missing something very important. You need to have the secret formula given to you before, then you stress and you push your body, then it activates. And what people are missing is that secret formula. If you're, if you're, if you're listening right now and you're like, gosh, dang, I got more problems than everybody else. Like I should have transformed. They, they not only don't think it's true that that stress works, but they don't even think that people have transformed. And so not only is it true that people have transformed, but if you take this thinking and logic and you actually apply the things that we tell you to, and then you have the stressful situation, you're going to grow from that stressful situation because you you are expecting it. If you don't expect it and you're not listening to us and you're not applying it and you have a stressful situation, you're not gonna grow. In actuality, the exact opposite thing is gonna happen. You're just gonna lay there thinking you have the secret formula and that you're gonna transform and it's never gonna happen. So it's about expecting the stressful situation, having the tools that we tell you, applying them the next time it happens, and then afterwards, watch how you will evolve. It is nothing less than a miracle every time I see it. It's so unbelievable. They are so different. I have one of my partners that has transformed over the couple years since I know him. I mean, in in the most unbelievable way. He has taken a lot of the skill sets and he has applied it over and over again in a relatively couple years. He is a captain of industry in his section. Nobody would dispute his ability to do his business. He wasn't even doing that business two years ago. Right. I'm like, what am I supposed to say to that? It's so obvious. And I have example after example after example, right? Even with your transformation, and we've talked about that before and going for that. I mean, yours might've been a little bit more obvious because you might've had a more, uh, you know, the personality where you've always wanted it. But I see guys day after day, years after years, right? That haven't been able to do anything with their life. But then we, I just apply this logic, put it in there. And these guys just transform in a, in, into amazing things. And a lot of people don't do it because 
because they they think they're like, oh, it's too simple, it's too basic, but that's the secret, right? Like that that's yeah. how simple it is. It's just no, it's, it's very easy. Now, now there is going to be stress. So uh, another thing is, so they take it as okay, Nathan, I'll apply it, and then the first stressful situation happens, and they're going to go back to just trying to survive. They're not going to try to grow from it. They're not going to try to do that. And and then and it's just kind of like Deadpool. If you don't learn from the smaller stressful situation, the situations will just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, some people will never transform. Other people will transform later in life, but they didn't have to suffer. Like I have a partner that transformed a little bit later in life, and dude, he could have done this years ago right but didn't have the the special formula right so that's what we want we want to activate the superpower in you guys that you are anticipating a stressful situation we've given you the information and now when it happens you're like what would nathan and mike do or what would the navy seals do in this situation right we want to take back control we're not going to have emotional activate we're going to look at our notes we're going to look at you know listen to some podcasts if you're at a wrong if you're at a low time um listen to them and we'll give you some ideas. I mean, this is something where you're carrying your wallet. Somebody's coming at you. You just you just feel like you've had your wits end. Pull over somewhere. Listen to podcast until you come up with with some or sort of a strategy listen to and it apply before, it. Listen to it right before you go into a stressful situation. You know, just yeah. That way, that way you get that constant reminder of okay, you know, here's here's when the stress is kicking in. I'm finally realizing it. Here's where I actually need to kick it into gear instead of instead of becoming emotional over it and 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 who knows, failing in the situation or failing the activity you're about to do. You know, and and. Keeping on to this 40% rule before we get too off of it, um, I actually kick it in a lot at, you know, in the gym. And, Absolutely. And that's why I think, you know, the mentality of Navy SEALs, I, I feel like that mentality of not giving up when you think you're done also is is um, is practiced and owned a lot by bodybuilders. And and they have that ability to, to realize that they've taken their body to as far as it possibly could go and then farther. You know, like when you get to the gym and you're like, oh, I'm going to go rep, you know, 225, 12 times. And, and that's all I'm going to be able to do. They have the ability to, to go that far and then realize that they can, you know, that their mind can take them farther than their body can. And, and then, you know, get way more reps out of it after that. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and you go into the gym and you try that. I've tried that. And it works. It works every time. It blows your mind, you know, and, and, and um, with like running too. Like for me, if I go run, like if I'm doing cardio or something like that, probably something you don't have to do very much. I do not. <laughs> but like if I'm doing cardio and I'm running outside and, um, you know, you're running to a certain point and you really want to give up. What I did is I set like a, a something I could see in the distance and I'll be like, just run to that. And I'm, at, I'm already at the point where I'm like, I need to give up. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pass out or throw up right now. I need to give up and I'll just set that visual marker, right? It could be like a street post or like, you know, whatever, whatever you can see that's far away. You just get yourself to that point. Next thing you know, you're there, you haven't stopped. And then you just keep doing that over and over and over. And you know, it's, it's crazy what the body thinks it's, it's done at compared to what your mind does. And then, you know, saying fuck you to the body and, and just pushing past, you know? Well, problem that people have, Mike, is that they don't think that stress is self-induced. Do you know how often I convince myself that the stress that's happening to me is not my fault? 
I mean, that is my, that is everybody's go-to. You have to make yourself comfortable. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have to overcome this because this wasn't my fault. And you know, this is my, you know, my boss is a bad boss or my, my place where I am doing this, or I don't have the same amount of opportunity or I don't have money or I'm not as smart or, or listening to this, these, you know, these guys are my answer and have that. I mean, you're going to come up with any reason why to justify that you should have a crappy life and stressful. Now we're not saying you're not going to have stressful situation. I'm saying the exactly the opposite. Life going is going to. to punish you. But do not tell me that it's by accident and do not tell me that you have self-induced this stress and that you can't do something about it. You most certainly can do something about it. And I'm not saying you're not gonna have low times. Everybody has low times. But the quicker you snap yourself out of it will put you in the position of the elites, elites, the bodybuilders, the Navy SEALs. Could you imagine going up to them and say, oh, well, my body type's different, I can't do it. I mean, they'll laugh you out. I mean, I've tried to do it a million times. So I, I'm tall and thin, right? And I'm like, well, I can't gain weight. I'm like, I don't eat. Like, I don't eat, I don't eat right, I don't want to sacrifice for that. I mean, I don't do right. I know exactly what it is, but it's easier to make excuses. And so, so I just want to touch on stress just a little bit. I'm going to where to get this myth out. And then, um, and then you know, Mike's got, Mike's got a, a pretty cool idea here, the next one coming. But I just want to touch on it really quick. Stress is like a bag of bricks that you carry on your shoulder. You can carry it for as long as you like, but you can put it down any time. So test me on this one. You've got a stressful situation. Listen to the rest of this. We've got four more podcasts. And if you're listening to this in the future, there might be a hundred podcasts. Keep listening to podcasts until you feel less stressed. I guarantee we're gonna say something in there that's gonna encourage you to do something about it. And what I've found is people have anxiety and stress, not because of the situation, because they don't know how to deal with it. So they cower down and they turn around and they don't deal with it and they shut down instead of turning around and approaching it. So I have that old thing where I have the two twins. Have I ever talked about the the way that the two twins handle here on the the podcast yet? No, I don't think we have. I've got two twins. When they get in a stressful situation. And I'll give you an example. It's when like we're like we're play fighting. Uh, when when I go up there and they're like, I wanna fight, and then and then I gear up and I start going at him. Um, one, like if he's not comfortable with the situation, he doesn't know on, he cowers down. Like he drops down, fetal position immediately, right? <laughs> the other one has a completely different response. Like if he's uncomfortable with the situation, if I'm taking too long or he doesn't know what's going on or he feels like he doesn't have, he charges. Like he, only thing he knows how to do is confront the stressful situation. That's how he handles it. Interesting with the personality, <laughs> right? And so I'm the same way. When I'm the most anxious or stressed because I don't, I don't go head on on the situation. Um, I, 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 I feel like there's nothing I can do about it. And then that's what causes the stress and anxiety. But if you listen to this, you come up with things, hey, get down write the things that I have to do just start going at it what did I learn from this I mean start taking some sort of control start going forward if you're parked or you're feeling like you're going backwards because of the situation just go forward you'll be surprised that's how you activate the other 60% that's the 60% that you don't have the 40% is where the stressful situation happened the 60% is when you choose to go forward then that's when you start to realize that you can do it you are capable and it gets easier and easier but you decide when you're going to do that right and here, here's another misconception and a lot of people will probably argue with it but the misconception is that 
certain people have super high levels of anxiety and other people don't. Everybody's anxious. It's either you're born with, you're born, some people are just born with it and it's, and it's terrible and it's a condition and it's, you know, you have to be no, no, diagnosed. No, no, everybody has anxiety. Everybody has no, no, anxiety. No, no, everybody has anxiety. And, that, and that's what I hate. I, I, there's people that I know that are just like, oh, you're just, you're lucky because you don't have anxiety like, like other people, like we do. I'm like, the people you think what? have the least anxiety have the most anxiety. And it's because they approach it differently. Uh, it, it, you're exact. They can't. They can't deny it. It's so overwhelming that they had. They had to do something about it. So now they're handling it well, and they're giving people the impression that they don't have it. But in actuality, they have it more. You just have enough. Like if you're showing anxiety and you aren't doing anything about it, and people think you're a naturally anxious person. You have enough anxiety where it shows itself, but not enough for you to do 100%. something about it. The people you see that don't look like they're anxious, oh, I'm just an easygoing guy. They most certainly are anxious, but they mentally figured out how to handle it. Right. Now there is two ways to handle anxiety. One of those is, you know, just to like to be able to turn it off kind of things up. But they're, they're anxious. Trust me. They're on there. They're just, I mean, they're just able to avoid it. But the most of the time is what can I do to not be anxious? I'm uh, the reason I'm anxious because I'm not feeling in control and I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it. That's why you're anxious. If you were in control of the situation and you knew what you're supposed to do about it, you wouldn't be anxious. Let me give you the stupid example uh, that I can, right? What's something that would be super scary that every single person you think would have anxiety if it happened to them? I don't know. Like, I'll Ghosts. give you an example. Let's do that. Let's do the, uh, you know, you're at your house on a farm and then all of a sudden you see like 10 people lined up and they all yell out. They say, hey, I'm here to, uh, we're here to kill you. Zero, you're on your farm, and uh, ten people say they want to kill you. So you can see them in the in the distance. A natural person will become scared, anxious, anxious, scared, stressed. This is a problem in my life, and he'll go in there, and he's gonna try to just say, "Hey, what can I do to convince these guys not to? I can run, I can hide." That's gonna be the natural reaction. So what the other guys do, like when we're looking at, um, um, say, if you were a Navy SEAL. Right, let's just pretend like you're a Navy SEAL. And just say you are on vacation and Navy SEALs, they all travel with guns, things like that. And you see 10 ordinary people out there saying, want to kill them. What, mm. what's, what do you think this person's going to do? If it's a Navy SEAL, yeah. they're all dead. Yeah, he's going to be like, this is a bad day for the 10. And how quickly do you think that he'll shift the anxiety from him to them? Instantly. Right? But, but, but he's obviously under anxiety. It's not like it doesn't exist. He's just trained and practice. He shifts it. Shifts it. He shifts it to the person giving it or the situation. So that's what I, if someone's giving me anxiety or stressing me out, I promise you are going to join me. You are going to take and have as much anxiety or more than me and I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to take, I'm going to take control of the situation. And what I do, it's amazing how the anxiety goes down. The things that I'm most anxious are are the ones that I feel I can't approach or have that or haven't figured out. Right. I mean, I mean that's the rules and that's what these guys have figured out. When they go to be Navy SEALs, there's nothing you're going to run into that you don't have control of. Mm -hmm. They train for every single situation. So that way, when they get in that situation, they, they know exactly what to do. That's how they can get up. They can enjoy their job. They're not just anxious all the time how that. they A lot of the time, those guys seem pretty even-mannered. They just learn how to handle that, mm -hmm. and they've learned how to shift that. I want to give one more example real quick of that, too. So I don't, I don't know if a lot of people um, around us know, but my, my wife, Simone, she had, when I first met her, 
and I didn't know this until after a couple months, she was taking anxiety pills, right? That Lots were, of people that were, are. That were prescribed by are. the doctor. Oh, absolutely. And long story short, she doesn't take those anymore, and she hasn't taken them in years. And and a lot of it is because I was, you know, I helped her like when she got anxious, or, and when she when she first stopped taking those, and, and she would get anxious, it was it was a nightmare. Like she was she was actually going through like you know psychological turmoil and not knowing what to do. Lots and, of people. And are. so when I helped her approach the situation, just like we're talking about today, you know, she she learned over time. She realized, you know, like okay, this is what I got to do. This is how I approach it. And now, like, she's a completely different person. You know, when it comes to anxiety, she doesn't she doesn't. I mean, it's not. I it's not that she doesn't have it anymore. She knows how to approach it. Yeah. You know, to where she turns it into a positive. So. And, and there it has this point. It says bravery is not the absence of fear. It's the ability to recognize fear, to push it aside, and actively participate in saving your own life. Not just sit there and die of shame, waiting for somebody else to rescue you. That's you just, quote. you have to take control. You have to realize you have two decisions. You can actively try to do something in your life or are you the type of guy that you hit 40%, oh, woe is me. You're gonna hit the woe is me's. Oh, there's nothing I can do about my life. I'm just naturally stressed and naturally anxious. I don't have the thing. It hurts. And are you just gonna sit there and die in your shame hoping that somebody is gonna come rescue you. And that's the strategy that most people do. If you're not actively trying to do something with your life, you are the problem, not your stressful situations. So that's what we want. We want you to actively approach the stressful and anxiety situations in yours like the professionals have been doing. It is okay to be scared. It is okay to be stressed. It is okay to be anxious. It's not okay just to sit down and just say there's nothing you can do about it. Men that have less than you, I guarantee you, men and women have overcome more with less than what you have right now. You just have to apply the things. And there's one last thing I want to touch on Mike then I'll hand it over to you no matter what you were doing only feel the amount of stress that you allow yourselves to feel and nobody has accomplished something positive by panicking right. by and fear is perfectly okay it's perfectly healthy but panic is contagious and will bring you down we need you to stop panicking when things happen so when I was by about 12 o'clock dude I had one decision panic or not panic right that it came right down to it and i'm like i'm never going to accomplish something nobody's going to give me a award i just know and trust me i tried to show up for the feel bad for me just because i have it for that award i think we've all tried have you ever tried to show up for that award show oh yeah no i I, i've i've had times in my life where i was convinced somebody was going to give it to me and i've actually at one point was really good at pitching why i should get that award and how many times do you think somebody gave it to me none I never got it. I never got it. And they might have pretended like they gave it to me to my face, but in actuality, everybody knows. So nothing's good come from come from panicking. So if you're in a hard situation right now, if you're panicked about something, if life is just, there's nothing good's gonna come from that. You need to accept, okay, I have a healthy amount of fear, but I have to do something about it. This is not gonna be something that spreads. People are gonna see me as a person that I'm going to approach. And I know that's what you want. I, I know you want to be able to tackle the things you're most scared of. So I'm telling you, you can do it. There's that show that had the guy from uh, Zombieland that, uh, and the guy that played that, uh, no, the other one, the kid. 
Uh, I know you're talking about the one where he wanted to be uh, wanted he be a karate master. Kick it, kick ass. Yes. No, no. It's it's this new one. And what happened is that he got mugged. Like he was just he was a real like beta ish like standoff guy. He got mugged on his way to the store, and so he was scared all the time. And so he took karate because he wanted to be able to not be scared anymore, right? So he he wanted to learn that skill to do it. And it you know it turns out that you know the people that beat him up were the people that were they were uh, were teaching the karate right. How they got new people. So. Um, but that's okay. another story. But, but you need to realize that you most certainly can do something about it. So if you go home and you go to bed and you're anxious and stressed and you're not doing anything and you're not listening to us and you think you're the only person, everybody has that. They just decided they're not going to just sit there and die. Right. They're going to do something about it. Right. And so, Mike, you actually have a good perspective on this, on what they can do. Right. Something specific. Because I'm sure they're I'm sure they're thinking right now. Oh, hey. I don't think you understand. My situation, my stress is different than what you think, right? So that's what they think right now. They understand it, but they're like, oh, I'm different though. Yeah. My life is different. Right, there's a lot of general. Oh, hey, Nathan, thank thank you for telling me uh, that, you know, I'm stressing anxious all the time. So that's what they're thinking. So I think, I'm I'm guessing they're begging for some practical stuff, right? Well, so one one of the things that I I latched onto when we were listening to that uh, Navy SEAL book was... Um, you know, we talk about it a lot is, is the, is the mindset of the Navy SEALs and their mindset is that they, is that they're going to do whatever it is, whatever task it is, whatever form of training it is, is that they're going to do it and they're going to do it to the best of their ability. And then when it comes down to, you know, like when they're going after somebody like Saddam Hussein or whatever, they're going to kill him. They, they leave no option. And their mindset is that they're going to accomplish what it is they're trying to accomplish hands down no questions asked and that's how they and that's how they go about their business um and that's also how they go about their training and their training i mean you nate you remember the the hell weeks and whatnot of course i do that is to to, to every other basic human being including me and you that is like over the top right you know i can do it. no yeah no way okay without a doubt yeah there's no absolutely way. not those that, that yeah, yeah. And, and and a lot of people will probably say that that's too much why are they training like that and 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 you know one of the one of the quotes is um, under pressure you don't ruse to the occasion you sink to the level of your training and that's oh, that and, right. and that's their mindset is like they they train in hell right because when they're in the battlefield it's going to be half of that but they're going to be ready for it and and succeed without without fail dude I love that quote yeah I love and, that quote and and so that also comes down to you know the mindset that you have on a daily basis so like if you're working and. Um, you know, you, you constantly run into these situations where you're failing. Um, you know, maybe you're not training enough. Maybe you're not putting the research into it. Maybe you're not, maybe maybe instead of, uh, you know, going home after your nine to five or after you clock out, instead of sitting on the couch and watching fucking TV, you know, you sit in front of the computer and, and you research and you train yourself to be in those situations where it's going to be tough. Or maybe it's like an interview or something, because I know a lot of people that have interviews that they get nervous for or they're bad interviewers and it's because they don't train. No, absolutely. No, that, that that's probably the truest thing to say is as soon as shit hits the fan, I promise you the only thing you're gonna go to is is your is what you've spent the most time thinking about okay, and preparing right. for. So they just don't think they don't think this situation can happen. So if 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 they've been beat up in their life, or say someone is gonna beat them up, beat them up one time, they just don't ever think it's gonna happen again. If they actually thought it would happen again, they would do something about it. Oh, yeah. So they so they just they don't. And so what happens is because nobody has actually thought about how to how to how to think during a 
special time and, and, and realize how capable they are and, and listen to these mm-hmm. podcasts that the first thing they do is they just go to the woe is me, right? And so we just want to raise that level of training because that's what you're doing so that when these stressful situations happen, you have tons of material you can go to besides the just sit down and die of shame, right? Mm-hmm. Before you just turn tail and run, why don't you just see if there's anything else in there besides just the give up mob, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it is. It's gonna go, you're either going to apply the things that we say and you're gonna grow that to a level. And then once you got that to the level, like this with these these Navy SEALs, once you learn how to do it, you can just do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. All the stressful situations, they're all eventually the same. Once they come on in, they start off different. They all like knock on the door and say, hey, listen, I'm this problem in your life and I wanna come in. And then I'm like, okay, listen, all right, stress. All right, yeah, come on in, all right, that's where I need you to go, right? And anxiety and, and betrayals and all that stuff, but eventually you put them in and then you get them all together and say, hey, listen, all you guys, you we, we had you today. I just let you know you came to the wrong house. <laughs> um, I'm actually prepared for you, so you have one or two decisions. You can go back to where you came from. I give this speech to people trying to ruin my life. You I have bet. two decisions. I bet. I you can that. go back to where you came from and I'll pretend like I that you weren't here, or or we can start this event and I promise you, we're gonna actually be transferring the stress to your house and I'll be coming to knock on your door. Mm-hmm. And, and that only comes from training. Nobody does that naturally, mm-hmm. right? So you think these guys that, you know, it just seems like they, 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 they handle better and they know what to do. They train themselves early on and they can start whenever they want. You can 100%. start training whenever you want. 100%. And, 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 and go back to the, um, you know, the actually believing that you're going to do something when you say you're going to do it, like ch- changing your mindset. Um, it kind of, I can tie that back into like when I first started doing what we do in our field of business. I, I, I attacked everything like I knew how to do it. And a lot of times I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But I would go home, I'd research it, I'd figure out what it is and, you know, have the confidence to, to, to you know, to make people believe and understand yep. that I knew what I was doing, yep. you know, and not, not to do it to fail, but like actually learn and teach myself how to do that, you know, to be successful at it and, and replicate. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's huge. Actually, you know, believe that you're going to do something when you do it. I think that when people go into, to, uh, you know, like something new for the first time, like let's just use like riding a bicycle, for example. And they go into it the first time and they're scared and, and they don't, you know, they don't know what they're doing. And, and in their head, they're like, I can't do this. I'm going to fall. And then when they actually go and do it, guess what happens? They fall. Of course. You know, that's, that's what they believed. But if you go into a situation where you believe you can do it, I, you know, I think anything is possible at that point. Well, there's a great quote out there and it says, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have, right? You just have to eliminate that. So you, it doesn't mean that you're gonna go and do something and you're gonna conquer first time, but you have to have at least the mentality of you're going in there that, that, that I'm going to do this and it's not an option to fail, right? Now, if life puts you down, you have to get back up and do that, but you just we're just changing the mentality of the thinking, right? And that's when you'll find out your superpower activates when that's the only option. So we need you to get rid of the turn, tail, and run. Yeah. How, how many how many missions do you think, say if there was like a team of 10 or whatever teams there are, Navy SEALs, say there's nine of them, 10 of them land, one of them shit hits the fan, that motherfucker takes a fuck up. All right, he, he, getting, he getting the heck out of Dodge. How long? 
do you think the other nine are going to let him stay in the group? Say everybody's going to go, they're on the helicopter back. I give him 10 minutes. Yeah, he's probably not going to make it to the next mission, right? So you just have to realize that's not an option. You've got people around that care about you. You've got the podcast. You've got ideas. You need to start applying them, right? And if you want to be in the situation of, of men and women that have accomplished things, they're going to expect that you don't turn, tail, and run the first time something happens. Now, if you're thinking, well, I'm more, I'm more of that type. I, I do that stressful situation. That's what we're working on. Let's train it up. Let's start training. Let's start training now so when the situation comes where somebody that's powerful and successful wants to make you a part of their life and and, and wrap you underneath their wings and give you opportunity that you're ready. That's what we're prepping for. And and so on that note, there's there's one more thing I I do want to say. And and I think what we're talking about is is a lot of, you know, mental and preparation and and to understand when you're in situations and react. But, um, you know, there might be some people saying, well, what do I do? And uh, there's a video out there that I watch over and over and over. If I had to actually count, I could, I, 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 w- I wouldn't know. I'd say over a hundred times I watched this video. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I do. And it's of, yeah. a, of a commander or a general or something in the, in the Marines. And uh, he, he talks about starting the day with a task complete. Yep. And so that, that's one thing that you can do over and over and over throughout the day um, to, you know, to, to get to that place, to get to that next level and learn how to you know, hit those stressful situations and react. But um, start the day off with the task completed. So right when you get up, the very first thing you do, right when you get out of bed, you make your bed. And that's one task complete. And then you just replicate over and over and over, you know. And Well, there's another there's another reason around it. So the, the idea about stressful situations is you feel all is lost. That's why people get stressed is they, they it, it overwhelms them. And, it, and that's a defensive mechanism, stress and anxiety to get you to stop what you're doing, to not make it worse and run and just survive. It's not made for you to get better. You're not going to grow from it. In actuality, you can do yourself some real harm if you just keep embracing that and feeding that. And, and the idea of what this guy was saying is that you start off and you make your bed you have to what we're looking for is little victories to do it so you start off by making your bed then you go to your crazy day and crap's gonna hit the fan and eventually you're gonna come home and when you come home and you go to get in bed after you're exhausted and you're beaten and you're torn, you at least go home to a made bed. Now the made bed that we're talking about, now this is a real example. These are for these guys. That's why they're so particular. That's why they make the bed and they're really in there because they need these victories when stressful situations, they want them to go back to victories. But our make bed is in the morning. You need to get up and make the tasks that you're gonna do and you need to make the goals for what you're going to do in the future. You have to be your 10th man. And everybody, if, this, if you haven't listened to the other ones, which I'm surprised if you start with this one, there's nine people in your life, including yourself, that are telling you what you can't do and what you shouldn't do and why it's not practical that you should be able to have the life that you should be able to have. You need to be the one out of 10 that stands up and says, zombies could fucking attack. We're going to build a fucking wall, right? Because and, and you're going to listen to me. And, that, and you're going to get up in the morning before everybody, get, everybody gets up. And you're going to say, I deserve more. And you're going to write down what you're going to do to take one step further that day towards what your dream is. And when you come home after a shitty ass fucking day, whether you do it or not or have that, at least you'll come home knowing that in the morning time, 
you were you started off right and you were at least one step closer than you were before even if people are starting and you know tomorrow the same thing's going to happen and you're giving yourself a consistent victory every day and that's what people are missing and that's what the that's when i think i, I don't know what branch of of of, of the uh, the military he's from but that's why they do that they they need structure in their life so that they can come back to these victories or make the bed task complete is you're going to get up you're going to by yourself write down something you're going to do different and that is going to be your rock that you're going to hold on to when everybody else gives up on you and you're not making it and you're going to come home to that every night if you want a physical example making bed's great yeah i mean my wife that's like the one thing she does when we eat up and it took me a little while to like figure it out like why that is because there's some things that i mean i think that she would make consistent but that's not important to her at all but making the bed is i don't even know I don't think I told her about it. She just she just figured that out. And so I know no matter what, my wife's gonna make that bed. People around you are gonna find out soon enough if your ass is waking up and thinking about the future because you won't be able to fucking, it, it will be undisputable. It'll be like seeing if the bed's made or not. I can figure out in two seconds how someone started off their day. Mm-hmm. If someone's just running around with their fucking head come off, they're not accomplishing anything, they're poor as shit, they're, they're moaning all the time, I guarantee you that motherfucker didn't wake up early, write down a list of things and make a plan on what he's going to do when he kicks in that terrorist door. Sounds simple. You know what he is? He's the guy, he's the guy in those movies where, uh, um, what was the one, Deadpool 2, when they jumped out and there was that one ordinary guy. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> that one guy that, you know what, he doesn't know why he He's there and everybody's just laughing their asses off because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, that is you, right? So so that is the easiest one to do and nobody does. Super easy. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. I guarantee you. Get, how many people do you think are actually going to do it now after listening to this too? Maybe two? One? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, we don't know what our demographic, but absolutely. They're, they're still skeptical, right? They're still skeptical. They're, to, to make a habit, you have to hear it like seven times. You have to do like seven or something. Mm-hmm. To break a habit, it's exponentially more, right? So the, the, it's not making a new habit that these guys are trying to do. They're trying to break the habit of, of, of snoozing their alarm clock. So not only are they not getting up with the alarm clock, they're not getting up earlier. Right. I, no matter what, I have alone time that's just me. I spend way more than 15 minutes thinking about the future. What you're going to start to realize is when you start to do that, that gets fucking addicting. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one that you have control and then all of a sudden you want it all the time so you're thinking about the future all the fucking time you're writing things down having the fact that you can't do what you want to do is becomes overwhelming so i spent a lot of time doing that but so so not only they're trying to make this good happen like these guys these guys can't even get up on time just gotta start right and they're and they think that that's not important that is definitely the most important all the smart successful people that you know at, at the stage of life i promise you they're up before you oh yeah and i promise you're doing this and oh my gosh are they doing this all hardcore you're the only one that's not at the meeting and you don't even realize it I, i've got a whole bunch of partners and uh we start text messages like i'll start going through in the group text message thread i know exactly when someone wakes up mm-hmm because I start, t- I start texting at 4.30. Mm-hmm. And, and if some people text me right back. And I'm like, okay, he's up and rolling. Other people, I'm just like... A couple hours go by. Oh, yeah. And then you get yeah. the text and it's like, oh, sorry, man. I was at the gym. It's like, sure you were. Yeah. And, okay. and, and trust me, <laughs> the guys that are not c- consistently texting back, those are not my star performers. Mm-hmm. 
The, those guys are they. I, if it was, I would have done a study on them. But it's never that guy. Right. The star performers, the ones that are making it mentally tough and trying to do something with their lives, they're one of the first person to text back because it requires sacrifice. You got to go to bed earlier. Um, I lent my car out to one of my buddies. I'm not sure if he's listening. You know what? You know, a shout out to that. But he he took the he took the car to Suns game and he was going to ballet. I told him about. Have I ever told you about my ballet story at the yeah. Suns game? Have I told it on a podcast? No, you have not. It's, it's probably, I've heard it. It's probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Made me want to ballet no, no. in my son's game. Well, he, <laughs> you got to drive the right car. <laughs> so just make sure we drive the right car. You got to bring the most expensive car in there. So what happened is like, I went there and, and, and uh, you know what? So you want one of our uh, like merchants and people that that want us to give them their business. So they give us tickets, things like that. In this case, it was um, uh, you know a cell phone company that wanted us to transfer all our stuff. And so they gave us box seats to their thing. And then they gave us a ballet ticket. So I've never balleted and I'm a cheap bastard, right? I'll, I'll walk my ass, but I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, we're balleting this. So I pull up the car and I'm in the R8 and then he ballets it. And, and then I go off. And we're way early because we were gonna eat dinner there. Because I mean, we're cheap shit. I'm like, right. we're gonna we're gonna milk all of this free <laughs> box stuff. And and so then afterwards, I come out and they they valet the. If you haven't been to the Talking Stick Arena for the Suns, they they valet it right next to the entrance. I mean, you can throw a rock at all these cars, and they they litter it on the west side. And there's all these cars lined up, all these fancy cars. Well, I got out and I really quickly couldn't see my fucking car. Mm-hmm. And I said, if those motherfuckers drove and put my car in the parking lot and parked these shitty ass cars here. I was getting pissed, mm-hmm. right? By the time I was walking, it was probably about 10 seconds. I was working myself up and then I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. It was parked on the street. They picked two cars out of everything valet that night and they put it on the street. And mine was the front of those streets. So let me give you an example. I didn't have to turn. I gave the valet ticket. He didn't have to go get the car because it was right next to the valet stand. They left it right there. I got in my in the car. Of the street? Yeah, they closed off the street oh, for the valet. The okay. yeah, on that one. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. And, and so I drove straight. I mean, it was the it was unbelievable. It was the best experience <laughs> of my life. So I told him, and so he took it. You know, had you know, you know, a date in there, and he took it, and he was going to valet, and he was going to do all the things. But, but I, I think he's going to borrow the car. He's going to bring it back tomorrow. Right, right. And I told him, I don't, I don't need like I've got, I've got the Tesla, different things like that. I can drive. That's not a problem. But then he comes back and he calls me, and so and all of a sudden I get woken up, and then he's like, Hey, I'm back. I can switch the car. So I'm like, Oh, what the f- time is it? Nine forty-five. <laughs> my my ass had been in bed for like an hour, right? Because I'm getting up. Like if I want eight hours of sleep, I gotta go to bed at eight thirty right. or eight o'clock if, mm-hmm. if I want eight hours of sleep. So he woke my ass up at nine forty-five, and I went and then we just exchanged the keys and he went off. But and he was genuinely surprised. I'm like, what the time do you think I go to bed if I'm up at four? Yeah, yeah. Right. That's my that's my time. That's training time. Mm-hmm. Like this is like getting up in the morning and running for me mentally. This is when I come up with all the ideas. This is when I this is this is the only time until someone actively tries to start ruining my life. And so you have to make sacrifices and guys won't do that. No. They won't do it, Mike. It's impossible. You know how difficult that is? Right? There's a lot of cool TV shows that happen after 8.30. Right? And then your spouse doesn't want to go to bed. Oh, spend time with me. It's like, I can't. My ass has got to be up. Now, if you want to go to bed with me, we'll all wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. But they're not going to do that. Right? So you you don't have to do it at 4 o'clock. If you're usually getting up at 6, get up at 5.45. If you find that, that that's fun and exciting and you're able to do something and you always look forward to that and that's like your one rock, then wake up another 30 minutes and you'll find that nobody 
is going to tell you that you can't wake up whenever fuck you want. And that time and in then, the morning is nice too. I love that time. Yeah, because nobody's trying nobody, to ruin your life. Nobody's awake. No, that's no, what, no one's driving around. That's what it would be like if there weren't terrorists and you were a Navy SEAL. <laughs> you would just come in and get what you want and you would leave. And if you hear these guys, I mean, I mean, the you know what, Dwayne Johnson and, and then these Navy SEALs, every single one of them talks about it, you're not going to outwork me. The reason why he can say that so confidently is not because when you guys are running together, it's because he knows you won't wake up and he knows that you're not going to work later than him. I mean, he just knows it. He knows it because it's so difficult to do. So it's this easy shit. And then the cool thing is, is that as you start to get up, you're gonna meet more people, right? If you get up in the morning, you're gonna start connecting and you're gonna have conversations with people and you're gonna say, oh man, sorry, I gotta go to bed. It's 8.30 they're like, Dude, I go to bed at 8.30. You go to bed, it's reason for I, reason I go to bed at 8.30? It's like, yeah, because I got to be up at 4.30. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start to realize there's more people like that, but you'll never meet that guy unless you said you were going to go to bed at 8.30. Oh, yeah. And then he does it. So you'll not, they, th- these guys will go past you. You'll see their cars. I mean, you'll see their houses. You'll see the money. But, but they'll glance over you as soon as you, as soon as you're, oh, I got to go to bed. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? You go to bed early. I'm a guy. I stay up late. That's my thing. I'm like, well, there's a huge difference between the people in the gym at 4.30 versus the people oh, in the gym at 9.30. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, absolutely. Huge difference. Uh, trust me, nobody's betting on you. Nobody's betting on the 9.30 guy, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, there's some guys that, you know, do all their work in the morning, then they go to the gym afterwards. But, I mean, you would, you'd be able to pick those out. But Overall, there's a huge difference. Right? If you're getting up consistently a couple hours early i mean dude you are you are running so fast i mean you're gonna be i wouldn't be surprised if if you're like here at the podcast with us it's only a matter of time so you won't be able to take it right you'll be like i need more i need, I need more. To get more right because you got it you want to fill this in and then everybody wakes up and then you just tackle and it's just like i don't think you understand like I've been preparing for you since four o'clock in the morning. Now, if you get up and then somebody starts, you know, like chewing your ass out right when you get up. Unprepared. Dude, Sucks. you're not prepared. You're yeah. going to be stressed and anxious. And so that's what we're giving you. Start the day with a task complete. Do something besides just react. You've got to put yourself. And our rule is you got to get up 15 minutes earlier than you were supposed to get up. Nobody's allowed to text you. Nobody's allowed to call you. If someone calls you at 545 every single fucking day and that's when they call you, you get up at 530. Someone calls you at 5.30, you get up at 5.15, you gotta beat the guys that are trying to tear you down, right? And stop giving me an excuse of what it is. You can go to bed earlier, and then if that doesn't work, Arnold Schwarzenegger's already told you what to do. You gotta sleep faster. Dude, it's so, it's so, it's so easy now. Our, our iPhones have automatically downloaded a program that silences all of your calls. Oh, absolutely. It wakes you up. Say you want to get up at 4.30. Absolutely. It wakes you up at 4.30, but it keeps your phone silenced until 5. Like, it's that easy. Our phones have something on there for us. Man, it's a long podcast. Are we about that time? Yeah, we're Let's over. give them one more. We're over Let's an give hour. them one more. Let's oh, we're already over an hour? Yeah. We'll just read them off for everybody. Just read them off so that they have them and, and then so they got them, and then we'll finish up. All right, so the last thing we wanted to talk about there's there's some tra- the other training and non negotiables um, of, uh, of the Navy SEALs. Well, this is their mottos. This yeah. is the mottos. This is how they live. So, um, under okay, I already said that one. What makes it a successful mission for a customer? No, no, go down to the one a Wait, little bit earlier. Where? Just down to the next bullet point. Which one? Just the black bullet point, second black bullet point. Oh, this one? Yep. What starts here changes the world? Yeah, read the, that's the, those little ones are their like, their little mottos. Okay, so obviously, obviously we already started, with, uh, we already talked about start the day with the task complete. Yep. Um, so find someone to help you through life respect everyone know that life isn't fair 
You will fail often. So get the get the common misconception that you're not going to. Oh, yeah. You will fail often. Um, in order to fail, you got to take take some risks. You know, you got to be willing to, uh, you know, go past your comfort zone and, and get out of there. Do some things you think you can't do. Take the, take those risks. Um, step up when times are toughest. So like we like we talked about a lot today. Flick that switch when you're hit when you're hitting that stress. Um, lift up the downtrodden. Never give up. Uh, and th- those are those are some awesome those are some awesome things that you know you can take away in your life that the Navy SEALs play that back, write those down. If you get stress situations in the morning, read them. That's what these guys are doing. They're not even trying to hide it. These guys aren't even trying to hide it. They're like, take it. They're it's so easy to test. So write those down. Have those. And these are fantastic. If you start talking like this, it's only a matter of time till people want to be around you. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is strong and helpful, and then you use your power for good because that's another thing. And so, absolutely, dude. These are these are some of my favorite ones. Dude, this, my favorite ones. I, I can honestly talk about all this stuff for two yeah, hours. Yeah, I might bring up another one, but it's good, man. We just, we just want to give you guys the info. Um, should I finish up the quote? Go for it. All right. Um, so, I'm just going to leave you guys with a quote here. You're about to go to war for the first time. And the enemy is at is all of your doubts, all of your fears, and everyone that says you couldn't do this. So you need to keep your head down. You need to keep moving forward. And no matter what you do, don't ever quit. You're not alone. There's tons of people just like you. We're gonna, we're gonna tackle the life challenges. You can do this. Again, reach out to us if you have any questions, concerns. Tell us about your successes. Tell us about your failures. Anything you want us to focus on with that. Thanks for coming, guys. We appreciate it. Until next week. Later, later.